Okay, well, let's go ahead and get our Bibles and uh, go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30, and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so thankful for your word to us today. We believe it strengthens us, equips and enables us to walk in your fullness and in your blessing and in your favor. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts now. We, we ask you to give us that which is right and necessary for this time and believe that you're at work in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we started a series last week that I've entitled, I Choose. And uh, we want to get after that some more today. And uh, you ready for that? I tell you what, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a freeing message when you really understand you only get part of it it'll mess you up <laughs> if you don't fully catch what we're saying you're in trouble uh, but thank God he's uh, he's given us understanding and revelation and I don't believe that if anyone came here today looking for answers if anyone came looking and expecting to hear from God that you'll be disappointed uh, the Lord will minister to you even right now uh, by his spirit and through his word uh, let's look at our text Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19 It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Isn't that good news that the Lord has placed in our control life and death? He's put it in our hand whether we have blessing or cursing in our lives praise God he didn't leave it up to him he left it up to us and and so he is the provider I don't get credit for the blessing and life I have in my life however I am a key component God is the main factor but of course he's faithful and he's uh just and he has given us life and blessing put it on the table but I'm a key component in this now I must choose it I've got to make the choice I'm going to go ahead and go with life and blessing and although most if not all of us would theoretically choose life and choose blessing over death and cursing there are some incremental steps that must be taken to get us going in that right direction Many times people choose death, but they don't really know the ramifications of what they're choosing. They don't think they're choosing death. They don't think they're choosing a curse. They think, I'm just choosing, and they make a decision, not knowing that that thing will play out and result in either life or death. Everybody with me today? Okay. Uh, Either we accept the premise that life and death Blessing and cursing are our choice, or we become victims in life. And we pretty much just get pushed around. Things happen to us. We can't control it. We don't know why. We just have to live with it. All right? And many, many people live with that thinking. They live with that theology. Or some outside of the, the, the body of Christ, they live with things like fate in mind. Well, you just can't help it. Some things are just going to happen whether you want them to happen or not, whether you uh, 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 
you know, expect them to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just going to happen to you. Baloney. Nonsense. God placed this in our hand. He put these things before us, and we get to choose. Yay. Now, whether you can explain or understand everything that's happened in your past, we all should be excited about this today. Because what was true in the past is still true today. And maybe I didn't know in the past some of the options that were on the table. Maybe I didn't know the ramifications of some of my choices. Hmm. But today I do. Today the Lord is helping me to see. Today I made a decision to come to church. And it's going to pay rich dividends because of the light and understanding that comes to me. I'm going to be able to choose correctly. Thank you, Lord. And it's going to make a major, major difference. If I am where I am today because of somebody else, then I need somebody else to fix it. I need somebody else to step in and make my life better. But if really these things are up to me, then I don't need you. Now, I don't mean that in a negative way. We all need each other in, in one sense. But I don't, uh, I, my life is not hinged on whether you do me right. It's hinging upon whether I accept the offer that the Lord has placed before me of life and death. And he even told me which one's the best one, in case there's any per- people who are really kind of dense. <laughs> life is the best one here. Blessing is better <laughs> than cursing. I believe it's time for people to take responsibility for their lives, uh, even in things they don't understand, and begin making decisions begin making choices that bring them out of a lifestyle of death where negative stuff dominates them. Now, again today, let's think about the process of choice, the process of how the decisions we make um, play out over time and eventually end up in things either going well or things going negative. Because I think, again, if we lay this out before us and we, we just state it in its absolute sense, life and death, blessing and cursing, uh, no, one, no one in their right mind is going to make the wrong choice there, okay? But what we do sometimes is we make the wrong choice not knowing how it's fully connected. We make a decision to go a certain way, to, uh, to act a certain way, and we think it's not a big deal not knowing that it is connected to either blessing or cursing taking place in my life. And this is how... This is why oftentimes it's difficult for some to understand uh, and even stay in the same mind frame with me in this subject of uh, the stuff that I've experienced, the things that I'm going through. I didn't choose that. I didn't have anything to do with that. You didn't choose it directly, all right? But we have to open our mind to the possibility that we chose some things indirectly, why, why do we need to be open to that? Because if it's not true, it just happened to me and there's nothing I could have done and now there's nothing I can do to keep junk from coming to me in the future. And it throws out all the promises of God for us having a bright future, a glorious tomorrow. Remember Jeremiah 29, an expected end and a future and a hope. Uh, it throws out the possibility that because all of a sudden I'm just out of control here. I, it's not up to my choosing. It's just whatever happens to me. Okay, I reject that for my life based on the Word of God, number one, based upon it's dumb to think different. Because, I, again, I become a victim of this life, and I don't want to live that way. 
I don't want to just sit around and something's, you know, I'm just waiting for my ship to come in. I'm just, I'm just waiting for someone to finally give me a break, someone to finally treat me right, or whatever the case may be. I'm waiting for my miracle breakthrough, uh, you know, maybe in medical science, waiting for them to come up with a, uh, uh, you know, a cure. Well, there's no guarantee of that. So I don't want to live my life thinking that's my answer or any other natural thing. I believe really that God put it in my hand. And just a side note here, you know when, when this was written was quite a while ago. And, and we mentioned to you last week how the blessings and cursings, many of them were listed in the 28th chapter of this book. Many of those being various diseases. Do you know their medical abilities were far beneath what ours are today? And so they needed even more so this blessing to be a supernatural blessing. And the blessing was not just in a natural solution. Because they didn't have a whole lot of natural solutions to a lot of their physical problems. It just demonstrates even more that what we are choosing is a supernatural choice that allows us to access God's divine blessing, supernatural blessing. Okay? Now again... We're talking about choice. People don't choose death and cursing directly, uh, but they make small decisions that seem insignificant at the time but result in major life changes down the road. Let's just think about some very practical, basic things. I choose to read my Bible. It's a choice I make. I choose to have a prayer life. I choose to communicate with my Father. And to talk to Him regularly. Pray in the Spirit. I choose to do that. Does that choice have any ramifications in my life? Does that end up in me experiencing more life and blessing? Or more death and cursing? Uh, obviously that's, a, that's an easy answer. But, but think about it. If we, if we have the idea that if God wants to do it in me, He's just going to do it. He's going to bless me in His own good time. Well, what about the person who puts in their life things that are life-giving. Where does God fit in that? I believe that one of the main ways that God has provided life for us is by telling us how to think. Is by giving us instruction for our relationships. Giving us instruction for our finances. For, for, for how we conduct our lives. For our character. For everything. As we apply that, Life comes. Does that make sense? And so my choice to be a word person, to be a person of prayer, is a life choice. It's a life-giving choice. Whereas at the same time, if, if I choose to not, eh, I don't have time, or, or maybe I don't make such a conscious choice, but I just don't get around to it, and the Lord prompts me, the Lord stirs me, I hear a message in church, and I just never get around to it. How many understand that what I'm doing is choosing death? Now, I might not think that I am. Because, oh, that's a small thing. Now, the Lord still loves me the same. I'm still a child of God. That doesn't change. But I'm taking actions in my life that are not leading me towards blessing, but leading me the opposite direction. I can't live my life without the knowledge of God and act like it would be the same as if I had it. And so uh, someone said, oh, I didn't invite this thing that's going on in my life right now. 
are you sure? Are you sure that every time the Lord dealt with you to, to get faithful in coming to church and, and, you know, we got busy, that that wouldn't have a, a, a result somewhere down the line? You see, we think sometimes that our decisions don't matter. They all matter. Our choices to do different things. We were in our service last night, and the Spirit of God was moving powerfully. A number of people got healed of some conditions and set free, and it was just, just amazing. But I thought, what if some of those people decided not to go? Well, we would have never known, huh? We would have never known, and they would have thought, man, I'm struggling with this. I got this problem in my, in my body, got these issues in my body, and uh, I didn't really choose this. Well, maybe you did. How, 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 how did you choose? By not acting on the Word of God, by not acting on His prompting to be faithful in that regard. You see, our choices end up, and listen, God is faithful. No matter where we've been, no matter what we've decided in the past, He will lead us into a place where we can get what we need to get. We'll get the understanding. We'll get the revelation. We'll get set free in our body as all these little decisions end up in whether we experience life or death. Is this pretty strong here today? or Is this, is this okay so far? Uh but I just think about that little example of being a person of the word and person of prayer. I remember hearing a story about uh, a minister named Keith Butler, and uh, he was about to, he was traveling. He was uh, about to fly on this uh, airline JetBlue, and uh, and the Lord dealt with him to make changes, change his flight. He did. The plane crashed, and everybody died. Well, I think. Well, thank God he chose to listen to the Lord and kept his life alive. And, and other people might say, well, why did the Lord deal with him and not everybody else? Well, how do you know who the Lord dealt with? We don't know that. And the other side to this, you think it could even go back further. Maybe his diligence to walk with God, to be in the word and prayer, enabled him to be sensitive or have a listening ear for the Lord instead of every time the Lord dealt with him eh, I'm busy I've got other things to do and then therefore hardening the heart and then he's going to get on the airplane what's that uh, nothing everybody hear what I'm saying uh, a lot of times these decisions we make daily of how we're going to conduct our lives what we're going to give our attention to what we're going to hear what we're going to receive results later on in our lives of what we're able to receive from God and what we're just oblivious to and then we think well, I didn't choose this I know but had you have made some other choices the answer would have been readily available to you really listen there are people who who struggle physically sickness and disease uh, throughout their life I'm convinced the, if, if a person will listen to the Lord he'll direct them where they can go to get free from that now, he's not going to leave his kids in that in that situation he'll lead them to get the knowledge that they need and if they resist it it's not that the Lord didn't give them life 
It's just a prior choice that they made. I, I remember, uh, well, Smith Wigglesworth used to say, if a person waits to get faith until they need it, they're too late. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not necessarily what we do when things are hard. It's what we do when things are going right. And we apply ourselves and we put the right things in us so that when things do get more difficult and the challenges do face us, we're ready. We can handle it. And the Lord will lead us this way. I remember there was a, there was a woman who came to one of our healing meetings. And uh, I got up in this meeting without forethought, without a plan, immediately started saying, you need to come back to church. I mean, this is at the beginning of the meeting. And I knew, I, I was encouraging people not just to come to that meeting, but to come back. And I knew as I was saying it, I was speaking by the Spirit. I knew, I didn't plan to say that. And I knew uh, uh, that the Lord was leading me to say this. And I didn't know who I was talking to. I'm looking around a little bit, trying to think, who am I talking to? Because, you know, there were people there that I didn't know. Obviously, the people I did know, they well, they were coming to church uh, and so I knew I was talking to someone I didn't know and so I went and then I went on with my message and and we ministered laid hands on the sick and one woman came forward and she had terminal cancer okay and uh, and I ministered to her power of God went into her and I never heard another thing okay months later I hear back from another person I come to find out she was uh, related she was a relative of someone in our church and she gave me the rest of the story <laughs> thank you Paul Harvey <laughs> right? but uh, anyway uh, she gave me the rest of the story and she said you know that lady da 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 and I remembered and she said, she's, she said you remember how you started saying you need to come back to church <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, I knew I was talking to someone. I didn't know who I was talking to, though. And she said, I know who you were talking to. And she, she, she went. And anyway, the lady who had cancer, it was like serious cancer, tumors growing throughout her body. But from that night, because she was in a lot of physical pain as well, from that night, all of her pain left, and all the tumors began to shrink. She was under medical care, and they're the ones that told her, all the tumors in your body are shrinking. Okay, and this happened for four weeks. And this person, uh, relative of hers, went to her and said, you know that was God talking to you about coming back. And she tried to instruct her and, and, and tell her, but she wouldn't yield. Say, what happened to her? She died. She died. That wasn't the will of God that she die. And if we had went to her and said, you know what? Would you like to choose death and cursing? I don't think she would have said, yes, I want death and cursing. Cancer, I just want it. No, but she made another choice that resulted in that. God was enable, endeavoring to lead her into life because she needed to hear the word more. She needed to be in a place where, where it would encourage and stir her faith as opposed to just hearing negative stuff. And so God was merciful and, and sustained her for a time and everything was leaving. But it would have gone completely had she had come back. Everybody see how one choice, sometimes seeming small or maybe insignificant, can save a person's life? 
And there are many areas of things like this where the, I really believe the devil works. The enemy works to try to separate people from hearing the things that they need to hear in order to experience God's life. And when they resist that, it is their choice. And we think, I didn't choose it. I'm going with the word. These things are on our plate for all of us. Don't think otherwise and become the victim. Become just a, a victim of circumstance. No, choose to believe that life and death are in your uh, ability to choose. Some of you might remember Song of Solomon, chapter 2. I don't need you to turn there today. Chapter 2 and verse 15, it talks about how the little foxes spoil the vine. They'd have these big vineyards, and these little foxes would come running in there and, and eat on these vines and eat on the grapes before they were... Uh, uh, before they were matured, and, and they'd ruin the whole thing, these little stinking foxes, right? How many know in our lives, oftentimes, the same principle holds true? It's not always big decisions that we miss it in. It's little decisions. It's little choices that we make every single day, every single week. We're making choices, and those choices are leading us whether we're going down a pathway of life or death. Amen. And I'd venture to say probably some of us, we don't realize what we've missed out on in the past. We don't. There were some things, some opportunities, some connections, some blessings that the Lord was leading us in, and we did our own thing. Okay? But here's the deal. Today's a new day. God is still merciful, and so we don't need to beat ourselves up over the past and what could have been. I know there's a bright future in store for us. And I can begin to choose life this day. And, and the Lord can restore anything that I've missed out on. If I'll look to Him today, He'll lead me in the way I should go. But in the Word of God, things start as a seed. They do in so many areas. A seed gets planted in a, in, in a person just like a seed would be planted in the ground. And at first you don't see it, but later on it produces something big. And that happens both positive and negative in all of our lives. What seeds are you allowing to be planted in your heart and uh, sometimes it's a a choice people make like I said I choose to make the word and, and the Lord a central part of my life sometimes people choose to be angry they choose to take offense they choose to be upset with other people and, uh, and, and their choice to hold on to that kind of stuff is very damaging in their lives. They choose not to forgive and their life from that choice begins to go down uh, and get worse and worse. They think, that's oh, not a big deal. You chose death. You did. Don't be asking people to pray for you. How many know, if I keep choosing to go the wrong direction, it doesn't matter how many people pray that I'll go the right direction, eventually I'm going to have to choose. Now, through their prayers, I guess the Lord may talk to me, but I believe the Lord will lead me because He loves me. Amen. But listen, I know I'm forgiven in Christ, and I know that doesn't change with the choices I make, okay? But if the Lord keeps telling me to go left, and I keep turning right, I'm just going the wrong way. He's leading me to life, but I keep choosing death. Even though I'm blessed in Christ, even though He loves me, and that'll never change, I still have to, at some point in my life, follow him it's called acting on the word of god that's what that, that's one of the main things I, I can tell you how to choose life act on his word 
whenever you see that the Lord places something before you, a decision, a choice to live, act, say, breathe, give, whatever, to do something, you say, yes, I choose life. It is a life-giving choice to act on the Word of God, the promises of God, the leadings of the Lord in every area of your life. Go over to Mark chapter 6 with me. Like I said, sometimes people choose to hold on to uh, negative stuff, unforgiveness and hurt and those type of things. Uh, But I want you to know it's a strategy of the enemy to keep you out of life and blessing. It really is. In Mark 6, this is when Jesus went to his hometown where he grew up. And, the, you know, they didn't throw a party when he came home. They said, look at Jesus. Look what he's done with his life. Uh, he's a man of God. No, they, he came in there and they said, who in the world are you? They were bugged. Like, you come from here. We know you. You're nothing special. Here, here's what they said. Verse 3, is this not the, car, the, the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joses, Judas, and Simon, are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. <laughs> so who in the world are you thinking you can do all this stuff, saying you're of God and you're anointed and all this stuff? They took offense. What did their offense do? It shut him down. It kept, it was a decision that they made that kept life and blessing away from their town. Because Jesus there could do no mighty work. He would have come, come in there in power and demonstration, had amazing miracles, but he couldn't do it. The Bible says he couldn't do it. Why? They chose their offense instead. The enemy still works this way. He cannot, even for a moment, get you or force you to choose the wrong thing. He can't do it. He can't get me to make a wrong choice. But what he can do is try to get me to choose the wrong thing. He can lay some things out there and throw temptations my way to try to get me to choose the wrong thing. And then he's got an open door, an open pathway to wreak havoc with me. All right, look over at chapter 4 of Mark there. Chapter 4. And... Jesus teaching the parable of the sower sows the word. Let's jump in the middle, verse 16. Likewise, uh, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And when they have no root in themselves, so only endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Or as the King James Bible says, they become offended. What do they do? The word comes in, and so the devil wants to get them off of the word, persecution, and those kind of things come to them through other people, and they become offended. Why would the enemy try to get you and I to become offended? So we'll give up the word. If I'll give up the word, I've given up what I have in my ability to act upon to choose life. That word there translated... Uh, offense or they're offended or they stumble it's Greek word uh, scandali and uh, it, it means to entrap it, to trip up it uh, has to do with the person stumbling or being enticed to sin uh, it even uses the word Strong's uses the word apostasy all right the enemy is trying to get people to leave he can't force us out he can't make us 
go out. He can't bring us out of life into death. So he's got to get us to choose it. He's got to try to work in a person's life through other people, through circumstances, to try to get you to give up, get ticked off, get offended, get mad at this or that, uh, get just, you know, fed up with the challenge of things and get you to give up. Then you made the choice. You made the choice for life or, or for death and cursing. And that's what he wants to do in your life all the time. He can't force you. People frequently choose mediocrity in life by running from challenges. Well, this is hard. Always going to punt. Never take a chance. Come on now. Let's believe in the life of God. People take the path of least resistance because that's the way the flesh wants to go. And uh, I, I think, though, to the best of our ability, we should look down the road a few years. Think about the decisions that you have to make today. I'm talking minor decisions, how you conduct your life. I'm talking big decisions. Uh, you know, there, there's both kinds. Uh, but if you could look out down the road a few years, three years, five years, ten years, what are the decisions today going to result in down the road? If I continue to make the decisions that I make daily about how I conduct my life today, how is that going to play out down the road? How is that going to affect me spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially? Uh, how is it going to affect me if I continue to do what I do now? What choices can I make today that will guarantee me that I'll have more life in my life down the road? I know it's a challenge to see this. It's a challenge always to know the ramifications of small decisions. But I'm telling you, trust that the Lord will lead you. That He'll stir your heart to, to, to place before you options. I think about big decisions in my life. Uh, big and small, but when the Lord led me to go to, to Bible school, that was a big decision at the time. I guess it was kind of big, but, you know, I didn't really realize the fullness of it, of how much today that's happening in me would not be happening had I not followed that. Would I still be saved? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have, have any intent on backsliding <laughs> or... <laughs> Or say it this way, rejecting the Lord. But uh, uh, but what would my life look like? I don't know. We might not even know each other. And we didn't meet at Bible school. But, uh, but your life goes different directions. But I knew. And I know when I was going to college here in Boise, there were some people at one point that were pulling on me, some friends that were pulling on me to go to this other school, this other Bible school. And I had just begun to recognize the call of God on my life. But, uh, and it's a good place. I mean, some people have done good things there, but it wasn't right for me. I knew, it, I, looking back, I can remember the feeling like I almost did it, but it was like, oh, something's not right there. Wasn't, doesn't mean it was wrong for somebody else. It wasn't right for me. What if I had gone anyway? What would my life be like today? I don't know the answer to that, but I know when I followed the Lord, it always results in life. It sets me up for a glorious future. And I haven't made every decision right. Thank God for His, His, His mercy and forgiveness in areas that I've missed it. But, uh, uh, but there's some key decisions that we make in life. And down the road, it's hard to know at this time. The Lord doesn't always show you this. 
You think Adam and Eve, if they could have got a picture, a, you know, a high-definition video of the world 2,000, you know, or 6,000 years later uh, of what the world would be like, would, would the apple or whatever it was still look so good? You know, when they saw war and when they saw turmoil and heartache and suffering and disease and poverty and all the, th- all the stuff that sin has ravaged our world, would they have thought, you know, it's not worth it? But that's not the way things work. We have to make decisions by faith. We choose to, to act on God's Word by faith, not knowing either the fullness of the blessing or the fullness of the cursing that results down the road in our decisions. Hmm. I think probably a lot of us, we, if we could go back, we would undo some of our choices based on what happened as a result of them. But again, hey, no condemnation. We're forgiven, and it is what it is. But going forward, I'm not always going to see all how this is going to play out. But I trust Him. I trust that He's right. And I'm looking for a word from God to put in operation and act on in my life, knowing that God told me that I can choose life and blessing, death and cursing. And I'm not going to act on His word and things go wrong. Come on now, somebody. We're making small decisions every day. We're choo- we choose what we're going to eat, right? I mean, if you eat a certain way a long period of time, it affects your body, either good or bad, right? Just, just decisions you make. People make a decision. They choose what they're going to become experts in. What have you become an expert in in life? I think everybody should be an expert at something, don't you think? That's just my opinion. But, but, but what are you going to invest your time into? What are you going to invest your life into to where you uh, uh, magnify uh, the gift of God in you and your ability in life? You can do nothing, but that's a choice. But we're always ma- we're making decisions in many areas. Amen. If you choose to spend all your free time on the couch, that's a choice you make. You might be really rested. <laughs> you might miss out on some other good stuff in life. I'm just saying, th- these things are small choices that all play out over time when we continue to live our lives a certain way. I'm not implying today that... Uh, Every challenge you face, every struggle is necessarily death and cursing, all right? I have, I face some things that I know in the plan of God I have to overcome. I'm not talking about a disease, that's always the devil. (laughs) But you know, I'm, I'm a pastor, sometimes I have difficult people to deal with. (laughs) They were in the earlier service. This is the easy crowd, right? Right? All right, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but listen, I'm just saying there are challenges in even doing, even acting on the Word of God. Doesn't mean that's death. I want to clarify that if you choose life and death, doesn't mean you're just skating through life. You're never going to have a have a challenge uh, or a temptation or anything come against you again. All right. But when we recognize when something is death. Uh, we have to open our mind 
And this is what I want you to consider again now today. Open your mind to this possibility. If you are overcome by sickness, by depression, by lack, by fear, by, by whatever it is, junk, open your mind up to this concept now. You ready? You chose it. And I know that can be a hard pill to swallow when we think, well, I don't know how I chose it. All that means is you don't know how you chose it. It doesn't mean you didn't. And I know sometimes we think, well, that's condemning. It's freeing. Because if it's not true, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow because it's nothing, it's totally out of my control. And that, again, that I get back into victim. But if I recognize, even if I don't know how and why and, and what uh, exactly played out in my life to cause me to come to a certain point, if I accept the premise, I know I can make decisions here on from, for life. Because again, many times we make decisions not knowing. We think, ah, that's no big deal. I'm going to sleep in. You just chose something. I don't know if that's a big decision, but it might be. It could be. It could be as, as the Lord leads me to pick up a book and I don't have time for it. That could be a big decision. Because it could be what I was going to get out of that was going to save me from a lot of hardship down the road. I know this. Many, I've been saved from some hard things because I've listened to others. And I believe it wasn't just my choice to listen, not just my choice to listen, or not just that person's knowledge. It was a divine connection. He brought it before me, and I made a choice, and it saved me. Say, would the Lord do that for me? Guaranteed he'll do that for you. 100% of the time he'll do that for you. It's his love, and it's the way he treats us. He's not going to put before us life and death and keep life and blessing shielded from our view so that we only have, well, it's up to you, but I'm not really going to show you. No, He is going to lead me so that I can find out about life and blessing and know how to access it, know how to get to it so it can be oper operative in my life. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm getting happy today. This is good news, good news, good news. And so... I know this, that, that I think we understand that we didn't choose our beginnings. I didn't choose where I was born. You didn't choose necessarily your, uh, uh, some of the physical characteristics that you popped out with. <laughs> Sorry for the pop out, Amy. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't choose necessarily my, my genetic makeup. And there may be things that you have struggled with through your life and they told you well you're predisposed to this kind of condition or disease and you never really made a choice to have that you know what I'm saying and as a child of course children sometimes are born with disease they didn't choose that okay uh, and some of those things but I know here today as an adult God places before me life and death and so I'm not going to say, well, I am just what I am and I didn't choose it. No, I did. I did. And because God, 
the gospel's been preached to me. I chose to accept. Many of you did. Good choice. Now you belong to him. Now he's your father, and he will lay before you and lead you in a way where if there's something you need to know to get you over a physical problem, an emotional problem, what, to get you in the right place and the right relationships, he's going to do that. Because how can I choose something I don't know about? I choose to believe that God in his great love is uh, making available and putting before me the option to where I can get out of junk that I maybe have grew maybe I grew up in. Go to Hebrews 12. Let's finish up over here today. Although none of us would choose some of these negative things directly, we are all making decisions through our life that lead us down one path or the other. But the question is, if I'm going down the wrong path, and it's maybe in my future on this path, is disease and heartache and lack and and some things, will the Lord correct me to get me on a different path? Will He correct my course to get me going the right direction? And the answer again is, 100% of the time, the Lord will do this for us. And I'll show you that right here. Hebrews 12, verse 6, it says, For whom the Lord loves, He chastens, and scourges every son whom He loves. You might remember, we taught this recently, chastens means child training. The Greek word there means that the Lord will train you. doesn't mean whom the Lord loves, He'll give cancer to whom the Lord loves, he'll just <laughs> he'll give them all kinds of problems. No, no. Whom the Lord loves, he trains. He teaches. He teaches all of us. He said in verse 7, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which you have all become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. You see what he's saying here? He's basically making the point that God does this with all of his kids. There is not a single one. If he doesn't, you're not saved. If you've received the Lord, though, guaranteed, God will deal with you and train you. He will train you so that you are able to have a life that he planned and designed for you, a life of blessing, a life of life. He's not going to train me to choose wrong. He's going to train me to choose life, to choose right. And so how does that play out? Again, I think a lot of it, it plays out like this. If I'm going the wrong direction, he's going to bring correction to get me on the right path. If I am heading towards death and cursing, he is my dad. He will chasten me. He will train me and say, "Uh uh-uh, this way, right? Say, but if that's true, if God does that for everyone, then, then absolutely everyone would be on the right path and everyone would have a life full of blessing, right? If verse 7 wasn't there, then that would be true. Because the scripture says, 
if you endure. If you endure. That tells me that it's not automatic that I respond to what the Lord does to me, does for me in His training. I can endure it and yield to it because my flesh wants to go the other direction sometimes. That's why it becomes uncomfortable to me when the Lord wants to train me. My flesh wants to be fleshy. It wants to be uh, carnal. <laughs> it wants to veg. <laughs> it wants to do what it wants to do. If it's upset, it wants to be upset. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if, it's, if someone has done me wrong, it, it wants to be upset with them. wants to be angry at them. Hmm? May even want to retaliate. But the Lord is not going to let me go down that path because He loves me. He's going to train me sending me a different direction towards life and blessing but I have, a, I have the option to choose am I going to yield to that the flesh side or am I going to yield to the spirit of God who's leading me now he'll lead me into a place where I can hear words of life that will allow me to walk healthy and, and emotionally sound and free and prosperous he'll lead me into that listen I hear all the time of, of stories and we, we have them in here all the time too uh, but God is leading people that are in churches where people who are saved they're his child his children he'll but they don't teach people and uh, and we're not against any of them but they don't nest they don't teach people how to be healed or they don't teach people the fullness of the spirit the baptism in the spirit and walking with God and 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 we see I get testimonies this week even of it but people who come up in some of the denominational churches and God will lead them because they seek him and he's faithful he'll lead them into a relationship with someone else who will explain things more fully or someone will invite them to a special service and all of a sudden their world is turned upside down in a very good way they loved God they were saved but now they their eyes were open to a whole new realm of what God had wanted to do in their life. Well, why does that happen? Because God deals with all of us. Sometimes we say, uh. But when we listen, we act on His leadings, His Word. We just made a choice that will end up in life and blessing in our life. Hmm? But it, it was our choice, wasn't it? If ye endure. That puts it back into my court. God is faithful to do it. Every single time with every one of his kids. He is not going to let me. You need to believe this about your life now. I choose to believe this about me. He will not let me go down a path of destruction unhindered. He is going to be in the middle saying, He's my dad. He loves me. He's not going to let me go down, just go down without any kind of obstruction. <laughs> He's going to say, turn, turn, turn. And if I don't listen right away, I think he still loves me. He's going, turn, 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 and he'll keep backing up. And eventually, you know, I've got to make the decision. He'll go, okay, do what you want to do. But in his love and faithfulness towards me, I don't think I can just go through my life and just be taken out without any kind of warning. I don't believe that. I don't believe I can get on an airplane that's just going to crash without, without the Lord warning me. If someone thinks that's true, you've got to throw out all the promises of, of, of protection from the Bible. Because what do they mean? Nothing. Because we don't know, naturally speaking, what's coming up. 
I don't believe that I can go out of here and just get in a get in a big car wreck and I'm going to end up dead or mostly dead. You know what I'm saying? Without God interrupting me. I believe that He loves me and He'll warn me. And then I have a right to choose. I'm going to choose to yield and listen or I'm going to learn and train myself to ignore His voice. But then how many know I can't say wasn't anything I chose? It was, just indirectly. Come on now, somebody. He trains every single one of us. Now, in closing, I think we can recognize the cause and effect of some actions. If a person takes, a, takes drugs, you can see that can kind of mess up your life, right? Most of us recognize that. Unless you're on drugs, then you might think it's a good thing. Uh, talk to some who are not anymore. They'll tell you, bad, bad. Most of us see that. We mo- most of us know if we live a life of crime, we can see the cause and effect. That's going to ruin things for us, right? We-, we can see some natural behavior. Here's what we don't see sometimes, is we don't see the small things, the little steps that we take, the things that we allow to occupy our mind and our thinking. The things that we do in accordance with, uh, in, in faithfulness to God's word and, and, and the church and, uh, and the things he leads us in. We think, ah, that's not a big deal. I choose to think whenever God's involved with something, it's a big deal. And it's important. And my response to it will determine to some degree. I think some things are bigger than others, but I can't define it all. I think to some degree or another, it will affect how much life I have in my life throughout my life by the decisions I make to act on His Word. Does that make sense? I hope this is abundantly clear. Not that I'm finished, but I, <laughs> but, but I want to get you, get, get you on the right path here and get, get you thinking along with me. And if there are still questions concerning these things like I said last week good (laughs) questions can be a good thing the Lord has answers amen but he wants us to see this how these things are in our control and that the choices he's placed before us become up to us and I choose life I pray that you do too father in the name of Jesus I thank you today for ministering to each and every heart and every life, for bringing us up and bringing us out. Lord, we've all made wrong decisions and choices in our lives, but old things are passed away. And in Christ, all things are new. So we purpose in our hearts this day to be those who are open, have an ear for your leading and your voice, be directed by your word and by your spirit and to conduct our lives by acting on the word of God knowing that it leads us down a path that ends up in blessing and ends up in life Father we thank you for your forgiveness that's readily available for all for those who've 
who've never made the decision, never made the choice to surrender their lives to you and to make Jesus their Lord and Savior. Father, I pray right now that you would...